Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Minnesota, my guest is a singer-songwriter who was on The Voice in 2013 and American Idol this year, in the latter case making it to the top 16, which means he was among the top eight males. He is presently in the studio, finishing up two brand new singles. He released a self-titled CD in late 2011 and a single in 2013. He is a guitarist and plays live shows with a band based in Minnesota. You've been hearing one of his songs, entitled Not Cold But Broken. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show, Mark Andrew. How you doing? Hey, Mark. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. So, we always start off by having the guests tell the listeners what the song was about that got played during the intro. And and while I do want you to do that, (laughs) what we played was a live recording, so... Uh, yeah. In addition to what the song was about, um, I guess, when and where was that recorded? And then also for the listeners, connect the dots to the absolute groove with that song. Okay, sure. Uh, well, Not Cold But Broken was essentially a song. I don't know. I was I kind of was in a darker place and, uh, and everything and like my writing. And uh, I don't know. I kind of wrote it about being at the lowest point you can really be at. But... Uh, you know, you're out there and it's not, it's not the world that's killing you. It's yourself, you know? Mm. So <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of, kind of a, kind of a deep, dark uh, thing, you know, but, uh, um, yeah. And it kind of just it, it evolved into this really emotional song. O- originally it was done on acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and it's on my first, uh, self-titled, uh, release that, um, I, ha- I came out with. And then I got together with this, uh, this band called the absolute groove. That was my backing band for about a year or so right after I got off of the, uh, the voice and, uh, we sat down with it and I'm a huge pink Floyd fan. Mm. Uh, so we kind of, you know, pushed it a little bit more towards the progressive rock and, uh, you know, gave it a little bit more theater mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. And that live track, uh, we essentially just went in to a, uh, one of the music schools here in, in, uh, Minneapolis, one of their auditoriums, and recorded a live music video, mm. and that's uh, that's the audio from it. Okay, okay. I noticed when you when you said I was in a I was in a dark place with my writing. Is there such a thing? <laughs> is there such a thing for a songwriter to be in a dark place with their writing? Yet it doesn't necessarily mean you're in a dark place in your life. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I think you definitely tap into what's happening in your life. But at the same time, uh, I don't know the, the emotions that I was trying to evoke at that time was definitely 
you know, in a darker place. And that's where that came from. Uh, not to put you on the spot, but you know, were you, were you in a dark place in your life also, or was it just, no, that's just kind of what I was writing at that time. Uh, you know, I think I was probably trying to figure out my future mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's, it's tough being a, you know, a musician and then also having to work a day job and make that choice. You know, yeah. am I, I going to, am I going to be a musician? Can I do this? Uh, or do I have to just, you know, give it up and, and support the family. And, uh, and I think that's kind of where I was emotionally when that song was put together. Well, and, you know, for, for your benefit, Mark, and, and for the benefit of those who are tuning in to now hear this entertainment for the first time, to me, that, 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 that's right there. That's exactly what this show is all about is, um, you know, I don't have uh, Bruno Mars on the show. I don't have Katy Perry on the show. I, you know, I, really, I really appeal to, the, you know, certainly I, I want just the casual music fans or, or fans of good music interviews to enjoy the show, but I really want the up-and-comers to be able to learn the lessons from people like yourself that are having some success right. out there, but that can say, Hey guys, like listen to what I've done and like try to learn from it, but know that I'm still learning, but that I'm also out there on the daily grind and I'm not, you know, oh, flying yeah. around the world like Bruno Mars or, or like Katy Perry. Yeah. Um, that's a very, uh, that's a very select few. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, Mark, I, I almost don't know where to start with this interview. Wow. Um, I, I guess let's have you first talk about the new music that you're doing, because I know you're excited uh, about the new sound you're making yeah. with your producer. So talk about that sound. Um, talk about, you know, where are you recording it? Who is this producer? Sure. Well, uh, I'm just recording here in Minneapolis. Um, about right, right before I actually auditioned for American Idol, uh, I got uh, paired up with uh, a producer called Kevin Bow. And uh, he he's most famous and well known for uh, doing Johnny Lang's "Lie to Me" album, mm-hmm. which is uh, which went platinum. So he's you know he's seen the success and mm-hmm. uh, he's a super talented guy and has you know the ability to kind of be the extra band member or the you know that outside voice to be able to you know tell you you're wrong, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which is important. You have to be able to be critical of what you're doing and not just uh, throw it all in there. And, uh, I guess what I'm really trying to do and what, uh, Kevin's working with me on is, is try, trying to make what I do, you know, more viable for, for radio and, uh, and commercial, uh, type of, you know, applications. Uh, one of the things that I learned when I was on American Idol working with Scott Braschetta, who's the head of big machine record label, uh, you know, he just told me, he's like, you know, if you, if you want to make it in this industry, he's like, you got to. You know, you have to do the right things and you have to have the right sound. And uh, I think I really took that to heart. And so that's kind of the mission of these is to, you know, not not necessarily change what I'm doing, but uh, polish it, (laughs) you know, and uh, that's that's kind of what that's kind of what's happening. It's a little bit more. I have this one. It's called Last Chance, and it's going to be a little bit more almost Muse-esque, uh, Radiohead style, and uh, but still has a lot of my writing elements in it, which is based off of, of like folk lyrics. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting blend of stuff. Yeah, and I'm glad that you gave kind of some of those comparisons, some of those examples. You're, 
your genre is 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 labeled anything from singer songwriter to folk to rock to country uh yep. and, and i guess you know <laughs> put all those things in a blender and you know and, and it does make for a unique sound um but yeah. certainly helpful for the listeners that are just being introduced to you and, and thank you uh listeners because that would mean that you're only listening to mark because you're used to listening to my show so thank you for that but uh, a good a good description on your part to kind of give people uh, a feel for, for what they're going to hear with, with this new music that you're doing. I noticed that you said that you got paired up with the producer. Um, I'm reading too much into it, or yeah, somebody put us together, or how, how did you come to meet him and, and to start working with him? Well, uh, with my last single that I released, Ooh, uh I, I did like a college radio push through a, a local company here. Mm-hmm. Um and the the publicist was was friends with Kevin, and you know I was like, man, you know I, I really want to do another record, and but I want it to to be you know the highest quality. I want to I really want to do it right. And so she uh, she recommended that I sit down with Kevin, and we sat down and went over a bunch of my songs and kind of talked about you know what what I wanted it to be, where I wanted it to go, and uh, he kind of agreed with uh, you know what we could do and you know, thought he, he wanted to be connected with it. And then after we were, we were almost about to go in and, and start doing everything. And then I uh, signed a contract with American Idol. So, <laughs> so I had to, I had to put a hold on that for uh, quite a long time. And then I'm finally out of all those contracts and everything. So things are, things are happening and wheels are turning. Yeah. That's, that's tough because you, you know, your blood's flowing, the momentum is starting to build. And then all of a sudden you say, um, actually I'll get back yeah. to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, don't, yep. don't forget me. We're we're gonna come back around to this project, but uh, just sit tight for a little bit, <laughs> or, or so hopefully sit tight for a while. <laughs> right, <laughs> while I, right. While I go on this road, uh, well, you know, I pride myself on the research that I do in the lead up uh, to each show each week. But um, I, I'll just have to plead ignorance and say, if you're talking about him producing this new music, uh, your first album then was self-produced or or by someone else. Uh, it was self-produced. Uh, there was a an engineer that essentially just was in the sound booth, and you know, I I told them to push play and stop, and uh, you know, it was, it was more of a, it was a kind of a lower budget. I just wanted to get all my ideas down on uh, on on you know on tape, mm-hmm. and then uh, the second one that I did was also self produced. Uwe, the single, uh, and that was that was done with a little bit more uh, higher production value, but it's still just just me and all my ideas. So. Uh, I, w- I really wanted to, to go in with somebody that had, you know, major, you know, commercial production experience and uh, could really dial me back into where I needed to be uh, to, to, you know, to be a professional in this industry. Okay. Okay. Because, because my next question was going to be what takes place that makes you decide, well, I've got new stuff. I'm ready to record again, but this time I want someone else to produce it instead of doing it on my own. Uh, right. And I think, I think you're kind of, I think you're kind of answering that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the, the best people out there, uh, the best musicians out there all have worked with, you know, other brilliant producers. Uh, you know, all my favorite albums have a producer behind it. Like Dark Side of the Moon has, you know, a wonderful producer behind it. The, the Beatles had wonderful producers. I mean, there's always, you know, the biggest names out there all have somebody that's behind the scenes going, well, if we did it this way, it might sound a little bit better, you know? <laughs> and you have to, as an artist, you have to be open to that and you have to understand that that's part of the process. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that, that you had already pointed out, um, you know, that, that he is somebody that, 
is is speaking up and telling you, look, you know, I think it's best if you do X instead of Y. Uh, because yeah. <laughs> you know, certainly, you know, you're you're there to be the performer, and he's there to be the producer. And you know, anyone that's going into the studio with a producer, and you know, we've we've been talking about this on the show since I think it was episode eight, for Pete's sake, um, with Dominic Pages uh, when he was talking about the recording studio environment. That you, mm-hmm. know, you, you have to be on the same page with the producer, and you know, yeah, you have to have thick skin in the music business, but at the same time, when, you know, if, if if you've got a nice, good relationship with your producer, then yeah, you mm-hmm. do have to be ready to. You know, to listen to to his input because that's what he does. You know, let, exactly. Let him excel at, at what he does, so that he can let you excel at what you do. Right, and it's and it's and it's it's a, a give and take too, because there's some things that I <laughs> I don't want to bend on. You know, <laughs> that I'm like, no, 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 I really want that to be there. Um, and he has to understand that too. So I mean, it's it's a it's a relationship of uh, you know finding finding what's best for for the song. Yeah, well said, well said, and and uh, boy, I just love when this happens on the show. These these synergies. It, it was it was as recently as two weeks ago in episode eighty one. Russell Foisey, uh I don't want to overstate it, but he was talking about Pink Floyd uh, on that one too, and how you know he yeah. is a big fan of theirs uh, early in his time, and um, you know considers himself to some extent to to be influenced uh, by them. And, and now here it is, only two weeks later, and, and you're talking about them as well. Um, We've yeah, talked yeah. about crowdfunding quite a bit over several several episodes of this show, too. In your case, though, I honestly don't remember talking to a guest who was using pledge music. So tell the listeners about what all that campaign is going to consist of for you, as well as, if you know it, uh, what the timeline will be for your, your pledge music campaign that you're going to launch. Sure. Uh, well, pledge is it's kind of like Kickstarter, but pledge is just for music. And so you're not going to go on there and search pledge and find, you know, you know, inventions or, you know, yeah. fund my trip to somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's just about music and it's about musicians and, and, you know, helping musicians make the music that you want to hear. And, uh, so essentially my, ca- my campaign will be, uh, like a presale. So I'm going to have these, uh, I'm working up three new songs and, uh, these will, three songs will essentially you'll get these three songs and uh, but you'll pay for the full price of the album. And there's also things that you can find on places like Kickstarter as well, like t-shirts um, signed memorabilia, uh, you know, similar stuff to other crowdfunding stuff. But this one is, it's just strictly about music, like just about musicians. So yeah, essentially what uh, another aspect of the pledge campaign is that people, as soon as you make a pledge, uh, you know, whatever the minimum is, you also get an access to some behind the scenes footage of me in the studio or me, you know, sitting in my basement writing one of the new songs for the album. Mm. Uh, so you also get kind of access to, to me as a as a musician and and what I'm doing, the process, essentially. Uh, so I have to ask because because I like to ask a lot of how do you do that questions on the show? So something like you just sitting in your basement writing, are you just throwing a camera on, on a tripod and letting it sit there? Or are you having somebody say, you know, okay, you're in charge of filming me for the for the Pledge Music campaign, so I have enough video content to make available to people that, that pledge at that level? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I have uh, I have some, some guys that, the people that actually filmed my Not Cold But Broken music video mm-hmm. are going to be doing some stuff with me. Uh, and then also, you know, just having, you know, friends or whoever sit down and, 
you know, just capture, capture the real deal on, uh, you know, on the iPhone camera gotcha, <laughs> or whatever, gotcha. you know, you know, whatever gives people that, that, uh, that insight, you know, I think people, I think people appreciate that, you know, it's not every day you get to look into how a song was written or, you know, so seeing, seeing somebody actually sitting, you know, where did, where did I write it? Am I yeah, sitting on the, exactly. you know, so like John, you- John Mayer writes his songs in the toilet, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's, let's do a couple clarifications here. Um, sure. for openers, the, the pledge music campaign, do you have a date set for when that will start? I have a, I have a, uh, uh, I hope so date of, uh, <laughs> of September 16th. Okay. And that's and- kind of all, it's kind of all riding on, uh, trying to get this, uh, this single to where it needs to be so that when people come on and look at the pledge thing, they can, they can get the first single and then the other two will, uh, you know, be released as the, with the pre-release as uh, they are finished. Okay, and and I said back in the intro of the show that mm-hmm. you're in the studio working on two new singles, but in fact, yeah, it's ultimate, three. Ultimate, well, but ultimately there will actually be a new album. Yes. Yes. Once once I get funded. Yep. Okay, and so then okay, so once you get funded, because then the the third and final follow up or clarification question was going to be mm-hmm. when can people expect uh, the new album, but. Uh, you know, where are you in that process? Because if, if you're just focusing on these three, um, does it mean that the other seven or eight or however many there will be haven't even been written yet? Or, or, or where are you with all that? Well, I'm in the midst of writing a couple new ones, but uh, the majority of the content has already been written. So I'll just be going into pre-production and getting everything ready for studio. Okay. And uh, and then, yeah, and then jumping in there. Okay. Okay. And, and uh Will you be writing in a in a brighter uh, tone <laughs> that won't be, a song that won't be uh, dark like like you described for not cold but broken? Uh, you know, it's going to be a combination of some stuff. Okay. Uh, I still the way the way that I write is very uh, it's kind of like whatever comes to me at the time, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's you know something that's completely in major and bright and happy. And sometimes it's the complete opposite. Sure, uh, sure. But I'm I'm a very story based writer. A lot of the stuff that I write is telling stories. Uh, that's from my folk background. And uh, so yeah, then you're going to get a lot of you know songs that that take you places. But it sounds to me like you must be, and and I really wish that throughout the show that uh, over the weeks and months and more than a year now year and a half i wish we'd been keeping a, some kind of a scoreboard because it sounds like you're someone that uh prefers to write by yourself i don't really hear you talking about co-writing uh you know the the one single that i'm coming out called last chance uh is a is a co-write with uh with kevin uh he he came up with the words for the for the hook and uh helped me you know with the bridge and changing around some chords and stuff like that but uh yeah you know typically i've kind of i've been the guy that sits down and you know the best songs i have i i you know i get out in maybe 20 minutes mm, <laughs> and, wow. then I, and then i refine them after that sure sure uh and then there's other ones that i have to sit down and really work on and it's taken me years to get them to actually work <laughs> so let's stay on the subject of of the new music that you're doing because off the air you expressed to me a real awareness for the challenges of trying to make a record in the modern music world um, yeah go ahead and share those thoughts with the listeners well, I just, you know, I don't think the the general populace uh, that's listening to music out there really understands how difficult it is to to 
you know, make music that's at the quality that you hear on, on pop radio, uh, or even get a song on pop radio. It's, uh, you know, to, people can sit in their basement and make stuff, but to really have the microphones, you know, like some of the microphones that you, you I'm singing into right now in the studio are, you know, I could pay my mortgage on my house for, <laughs> <laughs> for a few months, you know what I mean? Or half a year. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just challenging to, to have the quality that you really, really want. Uh, it takes, it takes a lot of money and I don't make that much money. <laughs> uh, and you know, it's, it's, you know, whether, you know, do I pay for diapers or do I save money to go get studio time? You know, it's yeah. uh it's a tough decision. Yeah. I like that you, that you did point out that, you know, anybody can go and record, you know, in their garage or wherever these days, because it has become so much easier for right. so many people to record seemingly into, into anything. But at the same time, as a result, it's made it that much more difficult. And, and you know, the, the understanding, I mean, it, 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 you're right, it's just kind of 180 degrees from where people think, well, I can just go and record something tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not arguing that with that with you. You can, right. you know, but is it going to be something that, that anybody who somebody is going to want to listen to, you know, both, both uh, in terms of the quality of the writing, not to mention the quality of the recording? Probably not. Exactly, exactly. And then, you know, the steps that you have to take after that is another big chunk of money, but that's with distribution. Um, and, uh, if you, you know, if you want to be a commercial artist, getting your, you know, your music out in front of, you know, people that could put it on commercials or, uh, place it in movies and, or even just get it on the radio. You know, I, I sent one of my, the rough cuts of one of my new singles out to a, uh, uh, a person that managed a, I'll, I'll leave his name unsaid, but somebody that managed a very, very, very popular, you know, one of the top people on the pop charts right now mm-hmm. and, uh, asked him, you know, how do I, you know, is this, what do you think about this song? You think it's something I could get on, onto radio? And he said, how much money do you got? Mm. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? And he goes, do you have uh, financial backers? And I'm like, I'm kind of confused. What, where are we, where are you going with this? He goes at a baseline, you need at least $250,000 to get the song on radio. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> No, <laughs> not this week. Not this week. I don't. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's the, every once in a while you get that lucky, that lucky song that, you know, it's an earworm. It gets on someone's mind and then boom, it's placed everywhere. Yeah, but yeah. to really do it, you gotta, you gotta know the right people. You gotta network. You have to, you know, get people that will get behind you and really push you forward. And that's why I'm trying to do it professionally with, you know, do this album with the, the pros have it be of that quality so that I can try to get those backers and try to do it the right way. There you go. There you go. Nice, nicely, uh, nicely said in terms of bringing it full circle. I am Bruce Wozniak and joining me today on the now here, this entertainment guest line from Minnesota is singer, songwriter, guitar player, Mark Andrew. Visit his official website at www.markandrewofficial.com. He is active on social media too, and you'll find the links for such on his website. He's on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. He's got a mailing list, too, that you can sign up for on his website. And, of course, do purchase his music. It's available on iTunes, and there is a link for that, too, on markandrewofficial.com. And, of course, keep up with Mark online for details on the Pledge Music campaign and info on when his new music is coming out. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, spelled H-E-A-R, Sign up for the email newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, 
makes it very easy to get the show every week. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And big news revealed last week on the show, there is now an Instagram account just for this show. So please follow on Instagram. It's at Now Hear This Entertainment. There are pictures of guests being posted on there and pictures from NHTE interviews being done right here in Crystal Blue Sound Studios. And certainly just a big, big thanks to all those who are not first-timers. Really grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show. It just amazes me to see where in the country and where in the world people are listening from. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, if you are someone who tries to get booked at restaurants, do not call when they are in a dinner rush. In fact, know that the best time of day to call there to speak to the manager is 3 o'clock in the afternoon. If they're not there, ask not only when you can call back, but who you can ask for with regards to booking live music there. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. So listeners, uh, get something to write with standing by pretty much right now because in case you're not aware, on previous episodes of the show, we had Shauna P., who was on The Voice in 2013. Hey, Shauna P. <laughs> Lindsay Bruce, who was on The Voice in 2014. Tim Halperin, who was on season 10 of American Idol, and Shannon McGrain, who was a top 12 finisher on American Idol in 2012. So if you want to go back and listen to those, Shauna P. was the first guest ever on the show, episode one. Uh, Lindsay Bruce was episode 50, 5-0. Tim Halperin was episode 70. And Shannon McGrain was episode three. And so on that note, Mark... As much as I'm sure you get asked this, I feel I would yeah. be doing my listeners a disservice if I didn't ask you to talk just a little bit about your experiences on both The Voice and American Idol, uh, including how it was working with Shakira. And then, you know, what being on The Voice did for you come American Idol time? Sure. Uh, yeah, well, you know, the uh, the reality TV singing competition game is a uh, it's an interesting beast. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, I, you know, that's another thing that I think people kind of have a, uh, an illusion of what it actually is. Um, and not to, you know, discredit it or anything, but it's, it's, it's definitely just, it's just TV show first. Uh, and that's what I learned <laughs> uh, of being on the voice. Um, when I was on that, when I went on the voice, I kind of went in, you know, thinking, you know, man, this is gonna, this is gonna make my career. I'm gonna, you know, get my break and it's all gonna it's all gonna happen after this type of thing and uh and i think a lot of people going into it kind of have that thought process too uh it's kind of that big dream and aspirations type of thing Mm -hmm. um but then you start to get into the process and see what's actually happening behind the scenes um it's weird you know like uh when i was on the voice for instance um 
the producers, you know, sat me down and interviewed me about, you know, my life and, and, you know, who I was and everything. And they're like, Oh, so what do you do for a living? I'm like, well, I, I'm a landscaper with my, you know, my family business, but every once in a while I help my brother out, you know, roofing houses. They're like, Ooh, we're going to stick with roofer. I'm like, <laughs> uh, okay, cool, cool. And then they'd, you know, asked me about, uh, you know, what are some big things in your life? And I, uh, I'd mentioned that, uh, my drummer was killed by a drunk driver when I was 18. And that, uh, you know, a few months before I had left to go on the show that, uh, my, uh, guitar player from my high school band had passed away. And so that became like my whole story, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then they had me sing or they encouraged me, uh, <laughs> to sing, uh, knocking on heaven's door and dedicate it to my dead friends, you know? And it's, it's like, really? Like, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not what my music's about. And like, yeah. yes, these guys, guys had an influence on my life and all this, but it, it was just very vain, you know, very, I don't know, well, just very not, not, not genuine. <laughs> yeah, very, and very eye opening for you. Yeah. And so I, I, I came out of that whole experience, you know, I made some great friends, Shauna P is the best. <laughs> um, you know, I did that whole experience and, uh, and then I kind of, you know, took some time off and, uh, my man, my, my booking agent, uh, contacted me and said, you know, that American Idol wanted me to come in on audition for this last season. And, uh, you know, I kind of was apprehensive at first, but, uh, my, you know, my family kind of pushed me to, to, to go for it and give it one more shot. And, uh, you know, the exposure you can get from the shows is, is huge and it can, you know, bump you up into that next level of, uh, of, you know, who you can reach and your fan base. And so, you know, I, I made the decision to do it again and, uh, and then I got on idol and it was a very, very different experience. They, you know, I wore my own clothes the whole time, uh, you know, I genuinely picked out every song that I sang. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was completely different, and uh, I actually enjoyed it a lot more. Um, and then also getting to work with more one on one, being able to work with the, the Idol band, which mm-hmm. is R- Ricky Minor, who like you know, for people who aren't really familiar with Ricky Minor, he you know produced Whitney Houston. <laughs> uh, he was after Kevin Eubanks left the, what was it the late show or? Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he took over the, the late show band and the other players, like the guitar player in the American Idol band was, uh, Paul Jackson Jr. Uh, he's, you know, he played on everything, like literally everything. Uh, Michael Jackson's records. Um, you know, geez, like the stuff that pretty much everything you hear on the radio, <laughs> he's on it. You know, he's the most recorded guitar player in history. Yeah, and just to and, clarify, um, just to clarify, the the late show with David Letterman is Paul Schaefer. So if people are screaming at their listening device, oh I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know, be, uh, I know what you're talking about. The, the tonight, right. the Tonight Show with with Jay, show. Which, which, which was Jay Leno, and you yeah. get it, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, but so just be able to. to the, you know, sit and work up songs with like those caliber musicians and stuff was, was amazing. And, uh, that experience was, was in itself priceless. And then obviously being able to have people hear my voice and, you know, genuinely like the songs that I wanted to sing, uh, you know, it was great. And people really reached out and with a lot of positivity and encouragement, 
the craziest story, if I can segue off here sure, for a second. Sure. Uh, my birthday was uh, June 24th, and I went to my P.O. box uh, just to kind of check some stuff like two weeks two weeks later. And uh, went in, and they're like, oh, we have a large package for you. And I'm like, oh, a large package? And they're like, yeah, it's got huge insurance. We've never had something so be this insurance you're th- you're come through. you're thinking birthday present, right? I'm like, uh, what? And they bring me this big box out, and I bring it home, and I'm like, this is... I think this is a guitar. Whoa. Right. And I go and I open it and it's a Gibson acoustic case, pop the case open. And inside is an autographed Chris Christopherson signature guitar. Right. And just a note and like, you know, it has a letter of authenticity, all that stuff. And then just a note that says, you know, keep on doing what you're doing. We're listening. And then signed just C that's it. Hmm. And no, no return address, nothing like that. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I mean, like, it, it, that was kind of one of those moments where I was like, wow, you know, like, people really enjoy what I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was <laughs> this gonna, is amazing. I was going to ask you to talk about the impact that it has, you know, on, on a person's career being on, yeah. on network singing competitions. And I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a different kind of impact to. Right, a, you know, an unsolicited gift like that, but uh, you know, any, I mean, you you did mention a little bit, you know, certainly about about obviously the exposure that you get, but any other any other thoughts on on you know the impact that it has on on one's career to be on shows of that nature? I mean, it, it definitely shows you what it's like to be in the professional world of music. Um, you know, like you, for instance, we work all week to go in and do one song right mm-hmm. and then as soon as that's done we have to get on a plane fly travel you know we were in detroit and had to come back to los angeles to mm-hmm. then rehearse in los angeles and then fly back to detroit mm. so it's like you know travel rehearse with the band get over there have a you know uh, a little recording of your rehearsal mm-hmm. and that's all you got until you get up on stage you get one pass through Wow. To rehearse it, wow. and then you go, and then you go live. You know, wow. <laughs> so the the like getting dumped into that world is is uh, is, is an eye opener, and I think that in, that makes any musician that's in that uh, situation it makes you better. Uh, it forces you to to mature as oh, an artist sure, and sure. and become that that person that they need you to be to be in that situation. Because yeah. if you don't, you you go home. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think I think where I might have been going with that was. You know, from a from a music business standpoint, I personally am curious how frantic does it get having to maximize every minute of every day in that time while you are on a network singing competition, you know, sure. and, and you are and, and you do have that your your profile heightened, and then and then all you know also I mean that you're you're still I imagine at that same frenetic pace trying to maximize every minute of every day immediately thereafter while while done but you are still in the public conscience uh with it with a public conscious with a fairly decent profile right and we actually had uh on american idol we had like a social media team that kind of coached us as to what to do and how to how to reach out to fans and how to be present uh and then also uh rick barker taylor swift's former manager came in and uh, gave us some support with that as well and uh yeah i mean it's it's it's, it's very very important to to be in contact with people because, you know, that's, they, they want that access. They want that ability to, you know, to tweet at you and you tweet back and, <laughs> you know, and 
but am I right though? I mean, is it is it oh, gosh, is it border huge. is it borderline chaos where where you yourself where Mark Andrew is saying like I can't take a day off, I can't just mail it in today because I have to strike while the iron is still hot and and do whatever opportunities I'm going to get as a result of this. Yeah, it, it definitely is, and you know the whole time that you're there, you're thinking, okay, well, how can I, you know, who can I reach out to now? Who can I? Yeah, how can I um, leverage this? Yeah, how can I use this to my advantage? Um, and, and you try to do it the best you can without, you know, overdoing it. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, that's, a, t- and, that's uh, a tough balance. Right. And at the same time, then as soon as the show is done, it's kind of like uh, the floor drops out from underneath you and mm. you have to, you, you got no leverage anymore, really. Yeah. It's because it's the, the iron isn't very hot for very long, you know, mm. and uh, you kind of have to figure out a way to stay relevant and stay present. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, that's just been, you know, trying to, you know, let fans know that I am working on new music and, uh, and getting out and gigging. And I've, I've, you know, I've tried to do that as much as possible, you know, and trying to get out with bigger acts and, uh, get in front of more people, new people and, uh, show people that, you know, I'm not just a guy that sings on TV that I'm actually a, the real deal and been doing this for like 15 years, you know? (laughs) Well, so. we know that you're recording new music, but what else is in the plan for Mark Andrew for the future? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I want to launch the launch the new album, and that's kind of the, the big vision. But um, you know, I, I still love to get out and play, and uh, you know, I had the, the pleasure I got to go down to I played at the Lake of the Ozarks Amphitheater in uh, Missouri there for and opened up for the Guess Who. Mm. that was that was pretty that was pretty cool you know those those guys uh are legends every single song that they played i'm like god that that's a hit oh that's another (laughs) hit oh that was a hit (laughs) you know and uh just uh the opportunities after being off the show have really opened up like um like sports franchise want me to come out and sing national anthems and stuff and 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 getting involved with that type of stuff has been great and the opportunities to you know, be connected with like charity events, uh, helping raise money. Uh, that's something that I've, I've always wanted to do, but never really had the, the leverage or means to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was at a, a wine event and kind of impromptu jumped up on stage and, uh, auctioned myself off <laughs> <laughs> for a live performance. And we raised $3,000 on that. So, uh, oh, nice. that was, that was, that was pretty cool. And, you know, just being able to, I don't know, I just want to, I want to be able to play music as a living, you know, well, will it's you, kind of my dream. <laughs> will, will, will you do any, any form of a, of a tour, so to speak, you know, in support of the new album once it's out or, or, or is it just kind of staying local in, in Minnesota, you know, and for the time being? Uh, for right now, I'm kind of going to be right around the, you know, the tri-state or, you know, right around Minnesota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but the plans are is once I, I get moving with these, uh, the first three songs, I'm going to try to get out and hit, hit around the country as much as I can. And, uh, going to be, uh, I'm already getting on the schedule here to be down at South by Southwest this next nice, year. Nice. And, uh, was there last year and that was a, we're not this last session of it, but the year before. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was amazing. Had a great time down there. So I definitely want to get down there and do that again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I want to get on the road. I love being on the road and bringing my music to new people. And, uh, yeah, I just hope people really enjoy the new stuff and that they want to come out and listen. <laughs> well, and as I've said to previous guests, uh, 
that that's a nice job being a being a PR guy and giving people more reason why they're going to need to keep up with you online so that they can see. Uh, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Minnesota is singer, songwriter, guitar player Mark Andrew. Visit his official website at www.markandrewofficial.com. He is active on social media. You will find links for such on his website, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. He's got a mailing list also that you can sign up for on his website. And of course, do purchase his music. It's available on iTunes. And there is a link for that, too, on markandrewofficial.com. And as I was just alluding to, keep up with Mark online for details on the Pledge Music campaign, info on when his new music is coming out, and then live shows that you can go see him perform at. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R. Sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it very convenient to get the show every week. There was some issues uh, when the episode was released two weeks ago with Russell Foisey, uh, ironically, both with iTunes and Stitcher Radio. But if you're a subscriber, you won't have issues waiting and looking for it to show up. So um, more incentive for you to subscribe to Now Hear This Entertainment. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. I've mentioned a handful of guests, um, the American Idol and Voice participants, Russell Foisey, Dominic Pages. There's been a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And of course, the big news again, there is now an Instagram account just for this show. So please follow on Instagram. It's at Now Hear This Entertainment. Pictures being posted there of guests who are on the show, pictures from NHTE interviews that get done right here at Crystal Blue Sound Studios. And of course, uh, just a continued big thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners. Just continually grateful week in and week out for all of you who are listening to the show from more than 85 countries now. Amazing. Uh, Mark, there's one element in your background that I want to touch on. After high school, you went to an audio production and guitar performance school in Hollywood called the Musicians Institute, where you honed your skill as a guitarist and singer. Um, to, to now, in 2015, be 30 years old and have been on The Voice and on American Idol, but still have that in your bio, that tells me that it must have made a significant enough impression on you. So just take us back to that time in that chapter of the Mark Andrews story. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, I mean, you're, you're originally from Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I am. so, so what prompts you to, 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 you know, right after high school, I mean, this isn't at the age of 25, but after high school to decide I'm going to Hollywood yeah. uh, for, for audio production and, and guitar performance. You know, I think, uh, geez, I was, I think it was like 2000 and, four or five or something like that that I moved out there 2004 maybe yeah that was a long time ago <laughs> um you know I I really wanted to to just play music and you know coming right out of high school uh my parents are both educators so they wanted me to be in an educated you know academic situation mm. um I actually started in uh, Minneapolis here at a place called IPR the Institute of Production and Recording and uh, didn't necessarily like being 
I don't know, at home (laughs) (laughs) and really wanted to get out and kind of be on my own for a while. And, um, you know, it was kind of a choice between going out to Berkeley and Boston or, uh, musicians Institute in California. And, uh, uh, I think my mom was more comfortable with me being out in California because I have some family out there. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that ended up being the destination. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, I, I think that that time was great for me to be able to kind of sit down and really focus on my music for a long, like a while and find who I was as, you know, outside of my, I don't know, own environment that I was in you know, suburban Minnesota. (laughs) Uh, so I matured a lot at that point in time and my, you know, worked on my guitar playing. And then I also, uh, studied home production recording, uh, and was able to learn how to put my own ideas down and, and refine them. And, uh, just being able to do that type of stuff changed who I was as an artist. Cause I was able to, you know, go back and listen to myself and, you know, be like, man, that was horrible. You know, we'll, <laughs> well drop that song, and but it we'll, also, we'll work on this one. <laughs> I imagine that it also gives you a leg up on the competition because you can not only sing, you can not only songwrite, you can play the guitar. You you have a, enough of a knowledge of audio production um, that you know, yeah, you can lay something down yourself, but you can also sound somewhat educated in the studio when you are talking to a producer or an engineer. Yeah, and I think. Any musician that in the modern recording world, if you want to be a professional, you have to have at least, you know, your, you know, read through the production for dummies, you know, because <laughs> uh, it's part of music now. It's it's how it's done, you know, and uh, you can't just walk in there and be like, oh, I wanted to do this, 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 this. You kind of have to, you know, be able to explain that properly. Mm-hmm. Um you know, for instance, like on one of my songs, I come in and I'm like, well, okay, I want to, I want to layer this section of background vocals and then I want to get up to this note and then I want to punch in at that note and hit a different one, you know, so it creates, you know, blah, 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 and put reverb on that. And there's, you know, lots of just things that you have to be able to communicate to make this, you know, the process go faster because studio time is very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you could speak so, their language without them having to take time out. To, to teach yeah. it all to you on the fly, you know, while, while trying not to look at you like, you know, boy, doesn't this guy know anything? Uh, right. You know, then, then you're, you're certainly helping yourself. But, but fast forward then uh, from that time out there to, to present day, as we've, as we've talked about, you do play live shows up there in Minnesota. So first things first, who all is in your band? Uh, you know, it's, it kind of uh, rotates a little bit right now. Um, but I got some really, really talented guys. Uh, they've, I've kind of, after I got home from, from being on American Idol, I was able to kind of handpick, you know, who I wanted to really play with, which was, uh, was a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, these guys are, you know, just guys that can really play. And that, that's really important to me because I don't, you know, it's not about how they look or, you know, trying to sell an image or something. It's really about coming out and being, and being floored by how good the musicians are. And, uh, that's, you know, I, I, that's what I appreciate in live music. And that's what I want to bring every single time that I play. Well, it's not unlike our discussion before that, you know, let the producer do what he does best, which is to produce. Right. And, and in this case, you know, like you said, you're, you're not bringing them on stage to be eye candy. You're not bringing them in to see if they're good songwriters. You just want guys who just 
our master craftsmen, whether it's you know yep. bass player, guitar or uh, drummer, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, yeah, and my my bass player is great. His name's Chris Honeycutt. He's uh, been you know toured with many many acts, uh, you know national touring acts. Uh, phenomenal guy, you know can just play the bass like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, and sometimes I even have to dial him down. I gotta be like, oh man, <laughs> like I, I love what you're doing there, but not 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 right, not there, just not there. Uh, yeah, you know, it's musicians are uh, are very interesting people to work with, and uh, you have to be able to be, you know, a, a business person and and you know go out there and, and put on a good show, but you also have to be able to, you know, hold hold people together, and and it's a it's a friendship and kind of a community at the same time. So, well, uh, yeah. just just talk about being from the Minnesota music scene. Sure. Well. Minnesota, you know, has a pretty rich musical history. You know, Bob Dylan, Prince, uh, Jimmy Jam was out here producing tons of records. You know, I don't know if a lot of folks know, but like, you know, uh, people used to come out here and record lots and lots of stuff. Uh, you know, Nirvana. I mean, it was it was kind of a destination place to come record for a long time, and that uh, that slowed down after a while. Uh, but the musical talent and quality up here is still as rich as ever. And, uh, you know, being in this community, you, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta be good. Otherwise people don't pay attention to you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice. Cause you can, you know, you have a lot of other really talented bands to play with and to get out there and gig with. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always happy for the opportunities to do that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because you know that I, I almost feel like Minnesota has kind of like that Seattle type of underground thing happening, but it just hasn't blown up because there's so many so many good acts out here, and it's uh, it's crazy. I just think it's because we don't have record labels here, <laughs> if that makes sense. But there's like there's not that one big label that's gonna just drive everything out here, and uh, Hopefully that changes. I know there's some there's some people that I know that are putting some things into works, uh, trying to change some stuff, and uh, you know some people that I've been touring nationally. Uh, the lead singer of Trampled by Turtles, so a pretty successful bluegrass band. They're uh, they're launching a new label, and uh, you know hopefully that type of stuff just starts coming up and people turn an eye over to Minnesota and it's it's music and. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff up here. Stay tuned. <laughs> well, yeah, one one need look no further than episode 61 of the show, Cena Earhart. She's a blues singer. She's uh, she's from Minnesota, but uh, she doesn't seem like she's there that much because she's on the road an awful lot. But uh, that, was, right. that was a very enjoyable uh, interview and, and uh, was fortunate enough to get the chance to meet her. She came and played down here a few months ago. Um, oh, cool. We're going to close today with another one of Mark's songs, a tune called Ooe. Uh, but before we let you go, Mark, tell the listeners, please, about this song. Oh, man. Ooh, is a love song. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's my way of kind of uh, conveying some, you know, some thoughts about love, but putting it into a very uh, storyline type of, yeah, storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I essentially, I, I use like a narrative of us, a sailor being called to the sea for, for love. And that's kind of, that's what, that's what it's about. Yeah. All right. Well, really enjoyed the conversation, Mark. And thanks for Likewise. making the time to be here today. 
Thanks for having me. Most grateful. Absolutely. That will do it for this week's edition of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Mark Andrew. Remember to check out his website at www.markandrewofficial.com and do engage with him on social media. Like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Uh, For that matter, tell Mark you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And of course, do purchase his music, which is available on iTunes, and sign up for his newsletter and stay engaged with Mark so you can get details on his Pledge Music campaign, his new music, and where and when he will be performing so you can go see him live. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost episodes on there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter. And even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel, as well as the just launched at Now Hear This Entertainment Instagram account, all on nowhearthis.biz. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their great new website. It's www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in crystal blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Mark Andrew. This is the one he just talked about. It's called OOE.